2: It is a wonderful football Wednesday. it is Nick, it is Ken, it is you here on the BQl network, and it's great to be on with our friends at Stadium. For the next two hours. So if you're watching us on stadium, welcome to the show. Watchstadium.com, YouTube TV, Roku, Amazon, Fubo TV, Samsung TV Plus, Tubi, and more. It's awesome to be with you here for the next two hours. We'll be joined by Pro Sports better Rob Bazzola in just a second. Rob's gonna give us his favorite looks for week seven in the National Football League. But if you're joining us right now on Stadium, we'll give you the rest of the rundown here for the next two plus hours here on the show. Odyssey Sports NFL Insider, the great Brian Baldinger, will join us in twenty minutes. Jeremy Roanick, hockey legend, stops by one hour from now. Will Brinson from CBS Sports also going to join us next hour on the show. And we will bring you uh, a ton of quarterback news also. We talked about Trevor Lawrence in hour number one. Questionable to play tomorrow night against the New Orleans Saints on Thursday Night Football. We still have to get to, to quarterback news and the Giants Commanders game. We got to get to the Raiders Bears game where we have news on, on both sides Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, some maybe like major wind in the forecast in Foxborough for that Bills Patriots game. So we still have a lot to do here on this wonderful football Wednesday. And in the final hour of the show, Eric Eager stops by and we'll give you all our bets coming up for. Tonight. Um, also, we've got a little bit of breaking news in the NFL, and we'll bring Rob on in a second. How about our Odyssey teammate, uh Carrington Harrison, who hosts uh, Afternoon Drive in Kansas City? Great guy. I've been on his show before. He's reporting that Frank Clark having a physical done right now at the Chiefs facility. So maybe the Chiefs are going to bring back Frank Clark. We told you last hour they just brought back Nicole Hardman in a trade from the Jets, so the Chiefs trying to get the band back together here. I feel like Frank Clark would be a pretty good signing for Kansas City. That being reported by our Odyssey teammate Carrington. Harrison who is again the afternoon drive host for the Kansas City station uh, the Odyssey Kansas City station but joining us right now is our good friend pro sports better Rob Pizzola Rob on Twitter at his name at Rob Pizzola you got to check out Rob's sports betting podcast circles off and check out his sports betting content company the hammer on Twitter at the hammer HQ a lot of uh guys that work for the hammer come on you better you bet and support us so please support the hammer follow them on twitter at the hammer hq rob welcome back to the show nick and ken happy week seven in the nfl
3: yeah happy week seven to you guys as well i'm glad to be on from week six it was a pretty miserable week for me i'm still actually shaking just thinking about mac jones taking that safety after Devontae (laughs) parker drops like that 40 yard pass down the field like the perfect the best pass mac jones has thrown all year gets dropped and he takes a safety on the next play uh, but at least the Cowboys won on Monday night. I'm on to week seven. Don't want to live in the past
0: any more than that. I'm actually, like, I'm actually shaking as we're doing this, just thinking about <laughs> my, my previous week. Yes. The NFL betting, it's the best. It <laughs> just makes, makes you shake four days later. Sounds really healthy. Sounds awesome. Uh, Rob, as, as Nick mentioned, we have, like, a ton of games with with injuries, with quarterback injuries. That's kind of all over the board this week. We're going to start, though, with a game that, that doesn't really have that. There are injury concerns in Ravens-Lions with Baltimore hosting the game. Like, they're. You have some updates that like jameer gibbs was limited today and david montgomery didn't practice i think we all kind of thought montgomery wasn't going to play and it'd be gibbs anyway but just like to report that news not really something that's going to impact a point spread so you have the ravens three-point home favorite coming back from london against the lions who cover like basically every number ever total in the low 40s maybe inclement weather we're not really sure right now but kind of your handicapping thoughts here with the the ravens hosting detroit
3: Yeah, so interestingly, I think it was the right-angle sports release on Baltimore early in the week that pushed it up. There's been some buyback on the Lions. Uh, I think very highly of Detroit, generally speaking. I'd love to actually have some futures on Detroit, which I don't have right now, but I don't love this matchup for Detroit. So I actually like the Ravens in this spot. I made them north of three. Uh, You guys have known me for a long time. I'm more of like an X's and O's stylistics matchup type of handicapper And all the things that the Ravens do well kind of play into the hands of what the Lions typically struggle with and vice versa. If you look at Jared Goff this year, he's been amazing against cover three defenses. You look at games that they've played against cover three, 0.51 EPA per play. He's destroyed that type of defense by far more than any other defense this year. Baltimore plays the third lowest rate of cover three in the entire league. Jared Goff against zone in general, fourth best quarterback in the league against men well below average this season. Well, Baltimore plays a very low rate of man coverage as well. I I don't see the opportunity for success for the Detroit offense unless, like, especially if it's going to be a win game because I just don't think that they're going to be able to run the ball effectively. Their style of running also plays right into the hands of what the Ravens defend well. Opposite side of things, Lamar this year, terrible when he's been blitzed, minus 0.2 EPA per play. The Lions don't blitz, third lowest rate in the entire league. Uh, There's just too much that... I think it's like the stylistic matchup here it lends itself to my number in the game. Subjectively, in my head, it doesn't feel right because I've I've been like so high on the Lions now for a bit. But if you look at the recent stretch, and we can do this for the Ravens as well, but specifically for the Lions, the likelihood that we are hit, like playing against them at their top with who they've played as their last four quarterbacks is extremely high. The last time they've played a really good offense, they got shredded by seattle at home back in week two and we forget about that because they've had this run of very easy quarterback so i'm on the ravens in this spot i make this north of three i'm still very high on the lions if i win my bet this week we'll probably bet lions super bowl futures at some point next week
2: Alright, so Rob on one AFC North team with the Baltimore Ravens. Let's find out if he's on another here with the Cleveland Browns. And just to report the news here, um, Deshaun Watson did tell members of the media that he thinks he's going to play on Sunday for the Browns, but also did not practice today as he continues to nurse, like, whatever the hell, like, this shoulder rotator cuff injury that he got that he has right now, whatever it is. So again, Watson doesn't practice Wednesday, but tells the media he thinks he's going to play. This spread went up to three earlier today on Wednesday, it's dipped back down now to two and a half, so Rob, the current Current number at BetMGM, Cleveland, a two-and-a-half-point road favorite at Gardner Minshew and the Colts. The total is 40. How are you betting the Browns and the Colts?
3: I'm betting the Colts. I just don't know when. So this is going to be very dependent on the news. I want Deshaun Watson to play and this number to go north. That's my preference on the game. I like fading quarterbacks in their first game back from injury. I think the market tends to overcorrect to their – return in those games. And oftentimes we see a lot of rust, especially off of throwing arm type of injuries like Deshaun Watson has. So I'm kind of waiting on this one. If it ends up being a PJ Walker game and we're going to hang around in this range where it's at right now, I'm fine with that. And I'll take the Colts money line. Like we, PJ Walker is terrible. He is a terrible quarterback. If we look at the last decade in the NFL and we took every quarterback, That's thrown or dropped back at least 100 times to pass over the past decade. P.J. Walker ranks 126th out of 135 QBs in EPA per play. In success rate, there is only one quarterback worse in that span, and it was Jimmy Clausen. if I wanted to give you a throwback as well. Every other terrible quarterback, like Jeff Driscoll, uh, Deshaun Kaiser, Sam Ellinger, Paxton Lynch, they're all better than P.J. Walker in in those types of metrics. So we can fixate on the Cleveland Browns defense all we want. Great performance last week. They're a great defense. But ultimately, do the Browns have that much chance of consistently moving the ball with this quarterback? Like, he almost threw away the game against the 49ers last week with – Perfect defensive performance. That play before the half where he very clearly fumbled. I don't know how we call that an incomplete pass or whatever it was. Ball wasn't even in his hand. He's like pushed it forwards. That rule needs to be changed in the offseason. Like he almost threw it away. One thing about the Cleveland defense, huge man coverage team. They play by far the most man coverage in the entire league, 8% more than any other team. If you look at Gardner Minshew historically, very good against man, very poor against zone. If you look at him just this year, 0.2 EPA per play against man, negative 0.14 against zone. There's not like a 0% chance Minshew can move the ball on this defense. There is some likelihood in it. And honestly, I think it's more likely that he can do it than PJ Walker, who people have just forgotten is absolutely terrible. So I will be on the Colts one way or another. I would prefer a bigger number with a Deshaun Watson return. But if it doesn't happen, I will buy the
0: Colts at this price. Rob, what are you doing with this uh this Commanders Giants game? Kind of kind of funny with what we've seen from the Commanders so far. To be like, yeah, they're a two and a half point road favorite, and an NFL game just like doesn't doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Then you're like, ah, oh, but they're playing the Giants, and they've been rated maybe like the worst team in the entire league so far this year. Division game, which kind of makes it a funny handicap too. Washington two and a half on the road, as you would imagine, a pretty low total in this game, about thirty nine.
3: I make this Washington minus three, so I like the Commanders in this game. Uh, whether it's Tyrod, which I think is very likely at this point, who. Okay, I mean 4.3 yards per play against Buffalo. I know they had a chance to win on Monday night, but this was with them going 10 for 19 on third downs. Like that is not consistently repeatable for the Giants offense. I just saw the injury report again. I don't even know like I don't even know who's playing on the offensive line for them anymore. I honestly have no idea on a week to week basis it's you know, Justin Pugh might they activated from IR, he might play left tackle for them this week. It's it's just disastrous for them all around. And very similarly to some of the other games we talked about, I think the way that Washington plays offense is suited to beat this Giants defense. If you look at Sam Howell this year, he has very drastic splits against zone and against man. Fifth best EPA per per play in the league against man. That's because he has receivers that can win one on one and the Giants play man coverage at the second highest rate in the entire league. They also blitz a lot and Sam Howell's been very good against the blitz this year as well. So if this turns into a weather game, it's bad weather, it's windy. I think Washington's defense can't get exposed in the deep passing game, which has hurt them a lot this year as well. And if we look at the Giants' defense, 45% success rate against runs this season, that's a horrible number. The Washington defense has much been much better against the run and have the advantage against uh, the O-line at the line of scrimmage. So I like Washington in this game, irrespective of the weather. Um, I know the past history between the teams is concerning because the Giants have tended to dominate the series, but it's just a different Giants team now. Like The injury report is is... It's insane. I have ne- I actually have not seen anything like this, ever.
2: Uh, Daniel Jones, limited in practice today on Wednesday. Andrew Thomas, the Giants left tackle, did not practice on Wednesday. A bad sign for his status coming up on Sunday. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday. Bets for Week 7 in the NFL with our friend Pro Sports Better, Rob Bozzola. Rob on Twitter at... Rob Zola. Rob, we got like four more games to hit here and have about four minutes. Let's go lightning around here, like 30 to 45 seconds per answer, if you'd be so kind. And let's go to the Pacific Northwest where it'll be Josh Dobbs at quarterback this week for Arizona, maybe Kyler Murray next week. The Seahawks, seven and a half point home favorites against the Cardinals. The total, 44 and a half.
3: I would prefer a seven on Seattle. I don't think you have to rush to buy seven and a half right now. Arizona... I don't know how how they're perceived in market, but I do like Seattle in some capacity and especially in teasers this week because I just think that the Arizona is starting to morph into what we thought they were going to be prior to the season. Uh, Early down success rate is very predictive in the NFL. And if you look at Seattle, number two ranked offense in early down success rate, Arizona's defense 32nd, dead last in the league in early down success rate. I think that this ends up being a blowout in some capacity, just trying to time the market and get the best number. But would play Seattle uh, against Arizona this week.
0: Rob, game of the week is uh, Eagles Sunday night football hosting the Dolphins. Uh, Eagles still just a a short favorite, like one and a half, two, two and a half all over the market. Uh, One of the highest totals, obviously, of the week in the low 50s.
3: I don't want to oversimplify this, but I'm going to anyways. Miami's wins this year, five teams that have all been below average in terms of pressure rate in the league. The one loss, Buffalo, number one pressure rate. What does Buffalo do well? They rush four, they get home. That caused Miami problems. That's basically the blueprint of the Eagles' defense. I'm aware of the injury reports in this game and who might be in and out for Philadelphia. I think they dominate both lines of scrimmage here. Vic Fangio wants to keep everything short, have teams methodically work downfield on him. I think that the Eagles are built to do that against this Miami defense. I think this is short. Great price that we're getting because the Eagles had a negative four turnover margin last week against the jets. I really like Philadelphia this week.
2: I feel like Philly's getting like a hot pick this week. And I'm like, I'm a moron for not being on it right now. Rob, let's close and give us your thoughts on two more games here. We have about a minute for the answer. Uh, Kansas City and, and the Chargers, the Chiefs 5.5-point home favorites right now, a total of 48. And then we've got Buffalo and Josh Allen earlier today on Wednesday saying that he'll be good to go, no issues. So we can expect Josh Allen to start on Sunday on the road at the Patriots in a potentially like big-time like wind-impacted game in Foxborough. Buffalo, an 8.5-point road favorite. The total there is 41. So, Rob, Chiefs and Chargers, Bills and Patriots, we have about a minute for the answer.
3: Okay, Bills, Patriots. Monitor the injury report. If the, uh, the the weather report, excuse me, if the wind goes down, this total is way too low. The Patriots are a cover two defense. Josh Allen destroys cover two. That's why he's always been killing the Bills year after. Uh, excuse me, the Patriots year after year. So I'm very much monitoring this. Even with the wind, if this keeps getting bet down, I might still play the over in this game. So that's my look there with the with the Chargers and the Chiefs. I know Drew Dinsick, Whale Capper calls this the Widowmaker spot. Short rest against extra rest if sixes pop back up i'm not going to be able to resist taking the chargers like the chargers just play so many close i know the chiefs defense is better this year you can give me all the reasons that the chiefs might blow them out but in my head i just see the chargers losing by three and four so many times that i cannot res- resist that six if it pops back up so those are two games that am eyeing this weekend uh over in the pats game and the la chargers plus six
2: rob listen man I like the Chargers also. We don't. We don't need the six. They're they're gonna lose by three, and Herbert's gonna like stand toe to toe with Mahomes, the and they're gonna lose at the very end. So, so we're weird. As a
3: numbers guy, I need the six, but I know exactly what you're saying, Nick. I know exactly what you're saying. Uh,
2: Rob is on Twitter at Rob Pozzola. You got to check out The Hammer on Twitter at The Hammer HQ and check out Rob Sports Betting Podcast, Circles Off. Rob has been coming on with us since 2019. Support him, Circles Off on Twitter at Rob Pozzola and At The Hammer HQ on Twitter. My friend, best of luck with your bet. Stay well. We'll catch up with you next week. Thanks, guys. Good luck this week. Coming up next Odyssey Sports NFL insider, Brian Baldinger, dishing on week seven in the NFL.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, on the BetQL Network.
3: Third and nine, at the 46, Hurts facing a four-man rush over the middle,
2: it's intercepted, picked off by Tony Adams, Adams on the run, breaking tackles, tossed down,
1: inside the 10, Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by Bet MGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: Kevin Kugler with the call this past weekend. An uncharacteristic three interception game for Jalen Hurts on the road at the New York Jets. That last one going to Tony Adams, returned all the way down to the eight. Next play, Brees Hall touchdown, and the Jets would win. Um, against Philadelphia 20-14. to So the Eagles coming off that loss will now host the Miami Dolphins coming up on Sunday Night Football. We'll be joined by Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger in just a moment to talk about the Eagles and the Dolphins and the rest of the games coming up in Week 7 in the NFL. But, Ken, while we have a second tier, and we talked about this with Rob in the last segment, right, with this Browns-Colts game, um, we've seen some line movements in this game throughout the day today where, you know, there's... We Deshaun is spotted at practice. The spread goes up to three, and then Watson speaks to the media and says, well, actually, I'm not practicing today, but I think I'm going to play on Sunday. And the spread ticks down to Browns minus two and a half. Like, any thoughts here with the the Browns and the Colts with more Deshaun Watson uncertainty?
0: Yeah, it definitely makes it uh, like a, a tricky handicap is the wrong word. Like, finding an entry point is really difficult. And, you know, this, this just speaks to something that we talk about all the time, right, that, you know, you, you see something move in the market And, you know, like reporters or people that don't, aren't like into sports betting, but just kind of like loosely follow it, maybe cover the league. They'll, they'll see something like that and be like, oh, like somebody knows something like, oh, like there's always like this mysterious information that people have that other people don't have. And then you look at what happened today and it's like, oh no, people literally just tried to jump the gun on that they thought he was playing. And then he walked it back. And then everybody tried to jump the gun on him, walking it back. (laughs) Like that's, it's literally just like whatever was public people bet. And then another thing was public and people bet the opposite way. Like that's, that's all that happened. Like nobody knows anything. Like that's not what's going on here. You look at all, all the quarterback games work like that. Like just the movement in Raiders bears, like there was like a, which we'll do a little bit later, like a tiny bit of optimism that maybe fields will play and Raiders still no idea. Like, where do you think the line's going? And you know, with Watson, it's kind of the same thing. So consensus price in the market right now for, uh for Browns is uh, like two and a half. Two and a half. Most of the two and a halfs are are minus fifteen. There's like one really super priced three. If you really still wanted to bet the Colts, still at that number, Uh, and the total basically while all this was going on, the total basically hasn't changed, like forty consensus price in the market. And obviously, you know, like a very low total. People are like, oh, Shane Steichen overs again. Be like. Against this defense, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> like, I don't With think that's Gardner gonna Minshew. happen necessarily. Yeah, and, and Gardner Minshew obviously uh, playing against that defense, like that that cross match is uh, is a little rough. So yeah, it look, looks like you know for now until we get more updates tomorrow. Honestly, gonna hold like Browns less than three, uh, and the total still right about forty.
2: All right, so Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger joins us now here on the show. you got to check out Baldy's new show, and I love the idea for this show. This is awesome. I'm going to add this to my daily rotation. The new Odyssey original podcast, it's called the best football show and Baldy's like the best football analyst there is. I think that it's a pretty appropriate name featuring daily breakdowns of the most important storylines across the league. You basically get like hashtag Baldy's breakdowns in audio form. There's a video component of it as well. I just saw it on Baldy's Twitter. So you got to check out the best football show and Odyssey original podcast hosted by our good friend, Odyssey sports NFL insider, Brian Baldinger who joins us now on the show Baldy. It's Nick and Ken. What's going on? Welcome back to the show. Happy week seven.
4: Yeah. Uh, Just the same to you, Nick and Ken. Good to be with you guys.
0: Baldy, why don't we start with the game that you're gonna call? Just because we were just talking about this, I'm sure you probably heard it as we were uh, as we were getting you on the air, just talking about this Cleveland Indianapolis game. So obviously, you know, Deshaun Watson kind of says like, I don't know if I'm gonna be ready. Maybe I'm not gonna play. So there's a little guesswork here, a little mystery, but seems like kind of no mystery in the other side of the ball. Cleveland's defense against Gardner Minshew kind of seems like a mismatch. The the Browns right now, where we don't know who's gonna play quarterback, are two and a half point road favorites. No matter who plays quarterback, Baldy. Do you, could you see the Browns getting a win against Indianapolis? Just have to win the game, basically, to cover the spread.
4: No, I can see it, Ken. I mean, that was some performance last week. And, you know, it's a week-to-week league, so you can't always guarantee that. But that was a great game plan. And really, what it involved last week was, you know, a lot of teams are are, are really afraid to press man-to-man coverage against the 49ers because of all the motion and shifting that goes on. And, you Cleveland said, to heck with it. We're going to press Martin Emerson, Denzel Ward, uh, Greg Newsom. We're going to press the receivers, and it worked. And then they they just attacked the line of scrimmage with Jeremiah Russo, Koromoa and Walker, and, you know, the defensive front. And really, they smothered and suffocated the 49ers. And I can see them doing something similar just like that to the Colts.
2: That's the Browns on the Colts coming up on Sunday. Baldy will be on the national radio call of that game. Baldy, let's go to Sunday night. I'm really excited to talk to you about this game and get your analysis for it. As the Eagles host the Dolphins, Jalen Hurts, like an uncharacteristic three-interception game for him as the Eagles lose to the Jets on Sunday. Miami keeps on rolling, albeit against lesser competition, rolling it up on Bryce Young and the Panthers. The Eagles about a two-point home favorite on Sunday night. The total in the game is 52, so kind of like a two-parter here. Like, who do you think wins the game, Eagles and Dolphins, and do you think this is going to be a really high scoring game or lower scoring game like how do you see it playing out who wins on Sunday night
4: I think it's gonna be a high scoring game Nick I think the Eagles will come out on top and I think because the matchup is just way different than what Miami saw a week ago against Carolina I mean I just think the Eagles up front um, especially if Jalen Carter plays and I believe he'll play and if Lane Johnson's back in the lineup I think he'll be back in the lineup I think when those guys get back, I think the Eagles are the best team in the trenches in the league. And I think that makes a difference. I, although watching Mike McDaniel and, and this offense, you know, like the way you all have, I mean, they're fun to watch. And there's a ton of play action and misdirection. And I mean, it can get you all tangled up, but ultimately the way you beat all of that is just physically just whip, whipping people at the line of scrimmage. Eventually, um, You know, I think Hassan Reddick and Carter and those guys, I think their defensive front is going to prevent Miami from doing a lot of things that they that they did last week and have done in in various weeks. But I think the Eagles get back on track. I think they run the ball well against the Dolphins. They got away from that last week. And um, I think because they're better in the trenches, I, I like the Eagles to win the game
0: baldy i think at the start of the year we would have looked at the schedule for this week and we we probably would have circled chiefs chargers is like oh well this is going to be like unquestionably the game of the week it's herbert and mahomes and the chargers had a ton of hype coming into the year which they've had for the last couple of years but just because of how they've played and, and obviously how they played monday night against Dallas. not that they played poorly like they obviously had a chance to win the game but just the record's not great maybe playoffs slipping away and now here comes patrick mahomes and kind of like an interesting situation so the point spread for this game baldy at arrowhead the chiefs five and a half point home favorites and kind of a low total sometimes i I won't even give you the total on the game but we think of these games as shootouts usually but because of how the teams have played this year the total is only 48 usually it's in the 50s when these teams play so do you kind of see it that way maybe lower scoring than what we've seen from mahomes and herbert and uh what do you make of this game with the chiefs five and a half point favorites
4: yeah i think the chiefs are the best defensive football like they they don't have a weakness like they just their corners the way that they you know They'll have no fear of Keenan Allen, as good as he is. They'll have no fear going LeJarrius Need or, uh, you know, Trent McDuffie on them. Like, they'll – Jalen Watson. I mean, they're just good across the board. They don't have any answer. I don't believe the, the Chargers have an answer for Chris Jones inside. Um, he's just so disruptive. And, you know, the Chargers cannot run the ball. They try. But it's just, it's just a wasted down. Like, they can't move the line of scrimmage. Um, they tried last week. It didn't work so now you're saying, okay, Justin Herbert, just be Superman. Well, they, you know, they asked him to be Superman the other day. He missed, you know, deep shots to Keenan Allen twice. He wasn't Superman. I mean, he's he's a good quarterback, but he's not Superman. And they have played the Chiefs tough in the past. Um, They beat him in Arrowhead two years ago. But I just think the Chiefs are just so complete right now. I know the offense isn't lighting it up. Um, And so, you know, maybe that, you know, the score stays down a little bit. Uh, the way it sort of suggests it might. But I just think defensively the Chiefs will be in every game a chance to win every game because of their defense right
2: now. Yeah, the defense is absolutely ridiculous for the Kansas City Chiefs. You better you bet with Nick and Ken on a wonderful football Wednesday. Great to be talking the NFL with Odyssey Sports NFL insider, the great Brian Baldinger. You got to check out Baldy's new show. And, like, I love the idea for the show. It's called The Best Football Show. It's basically hashtag Baldy's breakdowns that you check out on Twitter in audio form. So check out The Best Football Show, hosted daily by our pal Brian Baldinger on Twitter at BaldyNFL. Baldy, I I can't wait for this Lions-Ravens game on Sunday in Baltimore. I— I like Detroit a little bit in the game. I think Detroit's got an identity. I don't know if Baltimore has one right now. I'm curious what you think about the Lions and the Ravens. Baltimore is a three-point home favorite against Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, and the Lions.
4: I'm with you, Nick. I, I mean, when I watch Detroit, like no team has improved more. I mean, they were the thirtieth run, the thirtieth ranked run defensive football a year ago. They're presently the number one ranked run defense now. That's what Baltimore wants to do. That's what they're good at. Um, you know, defending Lamar in the run game is difficult for anybody. But I think they have a lot more team speed. Alec Anzalone is playing great football. Like, I just think they've got the, the the players and the playmakers on defense to match up right now. And then offensively, I, I'm sure you saw it, but this Jameson Williams has a component to this team. I've seen Tyreek kill can run like that. There's not five guys in the league that can run like Jamison Williams. Like, that guy can just run right by you. He scares me. And you add him to Amon Ross and Brown and, you know, Sam LaPorte and the guys that they have, I I think Detroit's playing really good football. I think it will travel well. I like them to win the game outright, although I do like a lot of elements of Baltimore. They've given up the fewest touchdowns in the league this year. Uh, They're really deep on the defensive line. They've gotten really good play from Tadevia Clowney and Kyle Van Noy. This Justin Matabike is just exploding in front of us right now, and their two linebackers are as fast as any linebackers in the league. And Queen and Smith. So I, I like Detroit, but I, I think, like you, I think this is going to be the game of the week. I think we're all going to learn a lot about the league and these two teams this week.
0: Baldy, really interesting game in in Los Angeles this week. Steelers off the bye, go to play the Rams, who obviously the offense has been pretty good with Cooper Cutback and Puka Nakua and Stafford, and they're kind of cooking a little bit on offense. The Rams, just a three-point home favorite figure, probably going to be a lot of Steelers fans there too. So what do you make of this game? Steelers off their bye. Obviously, two weeks ago, that crazy win over Baltimore. Uh, Rams a three-point favorite in this game.
4: Well, it was really good to see the connection between uh, Stafford and Cooper Cup last week got to they got him the first touchdown. It looked like, you know, the Rams circuit two thousand twenty one. I mean, that's he's got three four really good options to throw to. You know, if you add, you know, Higby and uh Tutu to Atwell to it, you know, along with Nakua. I mean, that's four really good options. They've protected him pretty well. Um I'm not gonna say that they're gonna shut out, you know, T J Watt. They won't. And Alex High Smith. You know, they're good to the quarterback, but I just feel like the timing of this Rams offense is really good. It's a shame they lost Kyron Williams because that second-half performance against the Cardinals last week was second to none that I've seen this year. Uh, so that's that's going to hurt it. But defensively, the Rams are pretty good. Like, they got a good front. As Byron Young just keeps getting better and better every week. And not Aaron Donald and a bunch of nobodies. They're pretty good on that side of the ball. And we haven't seen Pittsburgh play four quarters of offense yet. We don't really know what they are outside of, we know that George Pickens is going to get a lot of targets, but we don't know a whole lot else about this offense. So I'd say the Rams, even though the yellow towels, the terrible towels, be waving there, I feel like the Rams are a team that people just aren't paying enough attention to. They're they're a lot better than what people thought they were going to be, and I think they give the Steelers all they can. I think they'll win the game.
2: Absolutely love it. It's I love that I woke up this morning and, like, the, one of the first thing I did was picked up Miles Gaskin in, like, four fantasy leagues with all the running back injuries in the Rams because I'm a hashtag sicko. Baldy, let's close with this. The Buffalo Bills are eight-and-a-half-point road favorites at Mac Jones, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots. Can you envision this? And I guess, like, the wind is going to be potentially really bad, and maybe it could be like uh, the, the the game they played a couple years ago on Monday night where, like, Belichick out Fox Sean McDermott in that game. Is there any reason to believe that the Patriots can keep the game close on Sunday at home against the Bills?
4: Well, you know, look, the Bills put up all of 14 points against a dreadful giant defense. Now, they played a lot better. But they got 14 points against them last week. And you look at Buffalo and you go, okay, they're going to throw to Stephon Diggs a lot. But if he doesn't get over the top on you, they don't score. Like, they're having trouble. Just, you know, they're so up and down. I don't know what Buffalo team. But the, the Patriots just look so slow to me in every phase. They just don't look like they have playmakers. they got to manufacture points in ways that are just hard to do against sound teams. I like the way Buffalo's playing defense right now, even with the loss of Milano and Tredevius White. Like, you know, this Terrell Bernard is some kind of player, and Dorian Williams is good, and they got Rousseau back. Like, I I think Buffalo is 10 points better. So if it's eight-and-a-half-point line, I I like the Bills to go in there and, you know, cover. I mean, it makes up for all the years where Buffalo couldn't beat New England. Like, for a decade, they couldn't beat them. It looks like it's now time to like turn the tables on this uh, in this uh, robbery.
2: D- Does it make up for it though? <laughs> um, I'm not Giants fan. I'm not. I'm not a Bills fan, so I'm not. I'm not so sure. Uh, it's awesome to have Baldy on the show. And like, if you follow Baldy on Twitter at BaldyNFL, NFL, you check out hashtag Baldy's Breakdowns. If you like that, you'll love the best football show. You got to check it out. A new daily NFL podcast hosted by our pal Brian Baldinger on the Odyssey app, wherever you get your podcasts. Baldy, safe travels this weekend. Have a great call of the Colts and the Browns. Stay well, and we'll talk to you soon.
4: You got it. Yeah. Take care, Ken. See you guys.
2: I gotta tell you, man, it's a great idea by Odyssey. We are capable of having some good ideas sometimes. It's a great show idea for Baldy. Coming up on the other side, more line movement for week seven in the NFL.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL network.
4: More pressure goes the ball wide open it is smith again all the way for the
1: touchdown welcome back to you better you bet brought to you by bet mgm with nick costos and ken barkley on the bet ql network
2: al michaels with the call amazon week two thursday night football as the eagles beat the vikings galen hurts touchdown pass to Devontae smith We'll talk about the Eagles-Dolphins game on Sunday night. We'll get back to it moved in a second here. And and breaking injury news as it concerns Eagles number two wide receiver, Devontae Smith. But I want to remind everyone that's watching the show and listening to the show, hey, our show's great. I'm great. Ken's great. And you, too, can be great. And the way for you to be great is to buy our merchandise I guess you could be great like without buying the merchandise, but this will help no, you, you can't. Uh, get you on the path to being great. It's a rule. You
0: can't, yeah, I <laughs> yeah, can't be great. Yeah, can't be great. Sorry. Need a you shirt. Can,
2: you, you, you can be good, but you can't be great. Uh, youbetteryoubetshop.com. All our T-shirts with all our favorite show slogans, Prop King, Don't Be a Slap, Etc. Choose your capper. We got long-sleeve T-shirts, short-sleeve T-shirts, hooded sweatshirts, hats, and more. So head on over to youbetteryoubetshop.com and check it out. That's youbetteryoubetshop.com. That website again, youbetteryoubetshop.com. All right, Jake, let's bring it moved up here. Jeremy Rowan coming up in 20 minutes. Will Brinson coming up next hour as well. But uh, we got more breaking quarterback news to get to today, Ken, in the National Football League and breaking injury news as well. And let's go to Sunday Night Football now with the Eagles and the Dolphins. And I know we have a move in the betting market recently for this game on Sunday night, and we have injury news as it concerns. Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith does not practice today on Wednesday with a hamstring injury. So no practice for Devontae Smith, and like, look, you got him in fantasy, which I do in a couple leagues. You don't want to see hamstring injury associated with a wide receiver. Like, that is extremely problematic, in my opinion. Now, maybe he practices tomorrow or Friday, but uh, not great, as Joe Girardi would say. It's not what you want. What do we have here, Ken, right now in the market with the Eagles and the Dolphins?
0: This might be extremely problematic to the two bets I wanted to make in this game, as we have to wait for injury. We're already waiting for injury reports, like, is Lane Johnson going to play? Um, you know, some of the other Eagles defensive players, Jalen Carter going to play as Darius Slay going to play. And now it's always oh, Devonte Smith going to, play. what a one, What a wonderful question to ask when you like the Eagles in the over and, uh, and this injury news comes out. Uh, despite that, and that injury news came down like less than 20 minutes ago, uh, about an hour ago, some Eagles money hit the market in this game, which I just thought was kind of interesting. It had been kind of one way traffic on Miami. Like we were kind of in two, but like went down to one and a half and one. And you could see that there was like some interest in Miami early in the week. And just in the last hour, really, before the Devontae Smith injury news came out, uh, the Eagles went to two and a half and even two and a half, like minus 15 in some places, uh, basically everywhere. And, uh, you know, not like the most significant move because we're not on the key number of three yet, but it implies that maybe if the Eagles get a good injury report, Maybe we, maybe we hit three in this game and maybe we hit three juice to Philadelphia if it's a really good injury report and they get Lane Johnson, they get Devontae Smith and they get some of their defensive players back. So thought that was interesting. While that was happening, the under has actually gotten better in a couple places on this game. So opened kind of between 52 and 52 and a half. I see a lot of 51 and a half. I see a 51 even on the board. So movement on the side, like on the side that I like even though there's an injury and then moving on the under, which is kind of interesting as well. Um, game of the week, And, and I think we're going to have a lot more movement probably this week as we get these injury reports.
2: All right. Great job. by Ken breaking it down there on the Eagles and the dolphins. If we get more injury news here on this game, we will obviously bring it to you on the show. We're off the air today at seven o'clock Eastern time. All right. Well, uh, Eagles and Dolphins is uh, going to be the game of the day in the NFL. You know it won't be the diametric opposite of the Eagles and the Dolphins. It's going to be the Raiders and the Bears coming up in Chicago. Uh, and actually, I shouldn't. I mean, the Raiders—they win this game. They're going to be four and three, like above five hundred, which is crazy. But I think they,
0: they play, play the Jets team. the next week too, or something like no, that. No, so Giants, like pl-
2: Giants play the Jets. Giants the
0: play week. the Jets. I think is uh, has Vegas had their bye yet? Do they play? Do they maybe I play the Jets I out think of the bye?
2: Vegas is. I think Vegas is on their bye next week. I'm pretty sure.
0: So that would make sense. So their next game, oh, I'm sorry. They played the, oh, all right. Yeah, just just to do this for like five seconds, the Raiders are three and three, and they, they play at Chicago. Nick's telling you they win. They'll be four and three. At Detroit the week after, that's like that's going to be tough. They're going to they're gonna lose to the Lions probably. Home Giants, home Jets. They got both New York teams that play in the same stadium both coming to their place in back-to-back weeks. That's pretty interesting. That's uh, November 5th and the 12th. So just like we get through the next four games, the likely record for the Raiders is six and four. And and then things get really tough when they play the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And then they play the Chiefs again, like three weeks later. But like in the the moment, like six and four, like that's pretty crazy.
2: Honestly, it feels like the schedule makers like really like favored the Raiders here. Jake, what do we think about that? This system is rigged. And maybe they got uh, the Justin Fields gets hurt also. So we've got uh, here's the news on both quarterback fronts in this game with the Raiders and the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields DNP on Wednesday, which stands for did not practice. Uh, he's doubtful with a dislocated thumb. It will in all likelihood be Tyson Bajent starting in this game for the Chicago Bears and for the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo does not practice on Wednesday with his back injury. I mean, I guess like he could play. It just seems like so unlikely. Now Josh McDaniels was asked directly by a member of the media, um, "Hey, like if." If Jimmy G doesn't start, who are you going to play in the game? Aiden O'Connell, AOC, Green New Deal, hashtag the squad. Or would you play Brian Hoyer? And as you might expect, Josh McDaniels declined to answer the question. So we don't know yet who the Raiders would play if, uh, if in fact, Jimmy Garoppolo does not go. Uh, Ken, what do we have here in the betting market? Raiders at the Bears.
0: Knowing McDaniels and what we think of him, it would have been funny if it's like, oh, I'm going to play Brian. Uh, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> like just like happy answer the question be like uh yeah it's like uh Aiden will okay, let you know tomorrow yeah it's uh this game's been really interesting just sometimes there are some games where i just go like is it a good idea to even have a market open for this game? And I'm I'm not even a sports book. Like, I don't care. And I I like to bet into it. If we get information, whatever, just like, what is this going to (laughs) be? Like, what should this be? Where are we going? How bad is this game going to be? The funny thing is for a game that has so much like instability, like Nick just read you, the quarterback updates. We don't know what the hell's going on. And we don't, I mean, but Gent gave us a couple drives. I don't think we know what that's going to be either uh, when he plays for Chicago or if he plays for Chicago in the game. Yet despite all of that, like all these swirling like news, uh, like pieces of information about quarterbacks, like a remarkably stable market on a game like this where you just go, wow, with all, all that news, this game must be going crazy no it's the exact opposite like the raiders have literally been 3 point favorites from day 1 and it has basically that has basically never changed from the first 12 hours the market was open the under got bet in the game almost immediately it opened 40 40 and a half i think a lot of people were like uh double quarterback news chicago don't think so and probably bet that down a lot and it went to like 37 37 and a half but that was right away like that was right when the market opened like three days ago and we've had nothing since then so with all the news swirling it's just raiders 3 and 37 and a half and like that's what it is and that's what it's been for like 48 hours just like a funny juxtaposition of here's a ton of news about a game and news usually makes the market go crazy and here's a here's a game with a ton of news and yet the market's just like raiders 337 and a half what do you want to bet like what do you want to do and i and i'll be honest like i don't even know what i want to do
2: do you like the uh, the young Jeezy Jay Z song that like, go crazy? Like when they like, when they play the new Jeezy, all the dope boys go crazy. We go like, when we get that news, the bet markets go crazy. So that's you what, you reference these
0: rap songs sometimes, and Tyler gets them every time, and my hit rate on these is really low. Like there most of a period of my life
2: because we're like the same age, and like right, that's why I'm like shocked that you don't know. Like
0: give me give me like a year range that that song came out.
2: Well, it's like young Jeezy. So like, it can't be like that old, maybe like 2007, maybe 2008.
0: So like first couple of years I was out of college. Yeah, I should have been that one. I should be on like first couple years. I, I was like, if, I, if it goes... got into like 30s, like my 30s, it's like there was a pretty long period where I kind of like, I think I stopped listening to rap music probably for a while with like a couple exceptions and kind of like went but like popular like top 40 music too i haven't listened like what's a popular top 40 song right now i haven't listened to top 40 music in like two years probably
2: um like cruel summer by taylor swift i think
0: so like i well like i know that song because it's taylor swift so taylor swift's probably a bad example because that like almost transcends I, I
2: else. earth i got nothing else for you on this i got nothing right
0: like is there like what's the yeah, there's gotta be some, like what's the version of like Dua Lipa's album where all they ripped all the singles off that and put them on the radio? There's gotta be some album well, like that that's happening right now.
2: Well well, Mike Brown brings up like the one from the Barbie movie, which is which is Dua Lipa Dance the Night, which really is a pretty funny. good pop song.
0: So she's just like still she's just still around on the radio, like all the time with new songs. It's like a five year run.
2: Uh, Jay, what is JC has a great. he references Mariano Rivera in that song? Homie It's Hova, more than a relief pitcher on the closer, the Mariano of the Marriott. Yeah, it's, it's actually, you need to listen to that song go. during the break. It is It is fantastic. Anyway, it's Nick it, and Ken here on J.C. Stays I don't know Marriott. Where...
0: I think that happens. <laughs>
2: no, probably owns the Marriott. Um, where were we going? Oh, okay. Bills and Patriots. Uh, Josh Allen. This is the direct quote from Josh Allen today. So Sean McDermott saying, we'll see how it goes about Allen before practice. And I think people were maybe like, oh, oh no. Uh, Josh Allen's quote, no concern. I'll what be ready saying? to go.
0: When they read it, what were they saying? Oh, no.
2: (laughs) Well, the Patriots get in the back door. Right. Kyle <laughs> Allen. Story. I mean, apparently you think Kyle, there's no, Ken actually said on the show earlier this week, he actually said verbatim, no downgrade from Josh Allen to Kyle Allen. I couldn't believe my ears, but that's what Ken yeah. thinks. You love, go back and check it out. From Listen from to Kyle all
0: Allen. the podcasts. If you comb through every minute that we've done for the last like week, you might hear me say that or not, but you should definitely go through <laughs> all the not. clips to make sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> or not. Uh, what's happening here, Ken, with this news that Josh Allen himself says he's good to go on Sunday on the road in Foxborough
0: uh not a lot and the early interest in this game was on the patriots and you referenced you know wind and rain we kind of got to wait a few days still to know like in this game in a couple other games where there's potential inclement weather um like kind of what's what's going on but for now like pretty stable market bills eight and a half uh there's some eights and some nines this obviously puts the bills in teaser range now maybe you're thinking to yourself oh well if the weather's bad and you reference this with baldy like this is the monday night football You know, Encore, really, that that famous game a couple years ago where, you know, Belichick channeled, like, you know, the Naval Academy game plan from 50 years ago against Army or whatever and ended up winning the game uh, without throwing the ball. Okay, maybe that could happen. Also, like, that team was good and did that and this team's awful so like it doesn't have to be the same thing despite all the kind of the conflicting weather reports and the fact the patriots are brutal the under hasn't been getting bet at all like some of these other potential weather games the under's getting bet a little bit not this one uh 41 it's been 41 41 and a half for a while but the bills holding is more than a touchdown favorite if there is inclement weather you can expect the under to get bet and the patriots to get bet in tandem because the idea will be, it'll be like a low scoring kind of rock fight
2: game did you say encore there because we were referencing jay-z yeah one more I was going to say what we we were saying when during that Monday night game when Sean McDermott refused to let Josh Allen wing the ball through the wind even though he could. I was watching my TV. I was yelling at the TV. What the hell are you waiting for? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, we're two hours down here on a wonderful football Wednesday, Nick and Ken here on You Better, You Bet, And a badass hour three is on the way. We'll hit you with more line movement for week uh, seven in the National Football League, including just like a, 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 an injury report for the Giants that rivals war and peace. Will Brinson will join us coming up at 5.20 p.m. Eastern time. But joining us in a couple minutes to start hour number three, hockey legend Jeremy Roanick on this Wednesday.
1: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM (laughs) on the BetQL Network.
3: Everything I see...